0: Welcome to The Grinder. I'm your host, James Chapman. Another exciting week during Rona lockdown. Addison and I are losing our minds only getting to do these, these podcasts through these Zooms. We love it, but sometimes we like to see each other embrace a little bit. Just a little bit. That's a bro embrace, right? Always. Yeah, a little bro embrace. So, Mr. How, how's things going over there? It's all good,
1: man. So, we're back in the office here and there. Um, yeah. I'm still working at home some days and back in the office other days. So running kind of like my, my normal schedule back. So it's, it's all good.
0: Yes, Georgia folks are doing this, you know, hold my beer, watch this thing right now. So we're, <laughs> we're going ahead and opening back up, see what happens. So um, may the odds be in our favor. All right. So with that, we got a special guest today. Super excited. Repeat visit. The man him, himself, Jason Ciano. Jason, how you doing, man?
2: Oh, man, I'm hanging in. How's everybody doing? How you guys doing?
0: Great, great. So, um, Jason, your, your big thing is, I want to jump right into it, man. No. Everybody, we, we probably over-talk all this uh, this Rona stuff just all the time. That's all there is in the news. Let's talk about some of the things that are going on because, as Addison was saying, you're based around Future Proof. And if you can, real quick, tell everybody who you are because we got a lot of new listeners since the last time you were on. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, tell everybody who you are and uh, what your mission is.
2: Yeah, so Jason Ciano, uh, founder, CEO of Sabre Real Estate Advisors uh, out of New York. Uh, we essentially are a full-service uh, retail real estate uh advisory firm that focuses on tenant representation, landlord development representation, uh, as well as national advisory. So um, I personally spend most of my time advising CEOs and founders of companies and uh, more or less strategizing and executing their uh, portfolios. So, um, everything from obviously the expansion programs uh, all the way through just the portfolio optimization, which today is a lot more relevant uh, since a lot of folks are considering uh, not reopening underperforming locations and uh, potentially uh, relocating those, those units, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I also own a, um, a digital marketing company. So we're heavy, uh, in, in digital marketing and vlogging and podcasting and all, you know, social media, obviously. So future proof is, is something that I I started at the beginning of 2019. I have a weekly vlog that's been, uh, I think we're at episode 166 of the weekly vlog and that's been, you know, evolving over time. I think we're at it for, uh, for about three years and change at this point, weekly. And it started out as Real Saber, which was more or less, you know, fly on the wall, kind of uh, watching me, um, you know, grow the business and, and just daily uh, normal routine activities, things of that nature. And then uh, about a year and a half in, we pivoted to future proof because I I believe that if if people and companies are not really using these platforms to their advantage in today's age, that, you know, they're going to be invisible and ultimately irrelevant. Uh, I think that that, you know, is, is very relevant today because a lot of the folks who thought I was nuts three years ago when I'd be walking around with a camera or somebody following me, uh, you know, with a camera on me, um, in, ma- namely in the commercial real estate space because very foreign in that world, uh, not a very innovative uh, industry as a whole, pretty traditional uh, you know, a lot of those folks today in the Corona era are sitting home and, you know, creating content themselves and uh, using social media. Uh, and, and it's it's nice because you, you see a lot of the folks who were talking shit at one point, you know, now struggling to figure out how to get comfortable behind a camera and, here, you know, t- tough to catch up at this point. I got a nice lead.
0: Yeah. So,
2: that's
0: right <laughs> but jumping in that really quick you posted a while back i thought it was really cool you posted it you were i guess you were riding around looking at property and you saw one of your old company signs yes and that was cool like that just kind of i just love that because anytime i look back and i see something how we did something it wasn't to the quality we do it now or it just oh, reminds totally. me how fucking tiny of a company we were it was me at one cubicle right you know like I love that shit. I, I just love that's the it. Fun like, part, right, like you know, yeah. like
2: it's almost like when you when you get some sort of you know success and and your your business grows and you know you you establish more credibility. You know, it, it's like you kind of miss the early day. like I miss in with video and and social media. I miss the people hating on it. Like that's what makes it enjoyable for me. You know what I mean? Like now yeah. it's like. It's 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 not very uh unique at this point, you know. Um so I'm always, you know, I, I seek uh discomfort, you know. I kind of thrive in those pockets where I'm able to innovate and do things that other people are maybe afraid to do or don't see the value in. Um so I pride myself on trying to stay, you know, three to five years ahead of other people in the industry. So um but yeah, man, looking back on, you know, early signs that you know we're our old brand before we you know rebranded and continue to evolve i'm actually i'm this saber go logo is a new new uh new thing that we're actually launching here momentarily which is basically a national platform for uh commercial real estate folks to plug into the saber anywhere you are um and become part of you know our our, uh, our brand and our infrastructure and our our vibe and our culture. Um, so we're super excited about that. We're actually rebranding as we speak. We launch a new website in about three, four weeks.
0: Nice. Nice. Look forward to, to seeing that come out. And then you also mentioned just, you know, uh, commercial real estate, maybe not super sexy as far as social media.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. I wonder, I mean, you know I, I'm, I'm, I live in a, in a, in a relatively sexy space within commercial real estate Yeah, uh, because I created that kind of niche for myself where, you know, I, I was fortunate. One of my first clients in 2003 was Starbucks coffee. So, you know, I've done hundreds of Starbucks deals. I still represent them exclusively uh, today. And um, at, from there, I went and I got the Chipotle account and I brought Chipotle to New York back in 2004. Um, and you know, I've had I've had really, really, uh, you know, just amazing opportunities along the way because I always... I the biggest thing that I did that people think, you know, is, 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 uh, I guess, uh, unique of me, you know, uh, and not necessarily what everybody else is willing to do. I put in the work before I'm even pitching an account, you know, so I'll do everything that I would do. If somebody was telling me, Hey, Jay, we're going to hire you, you know, let's get started. It's day one. I do all of that work before I even show up to pitch the account. Right now. Granted, you you run the risk of spending a lot of time and energy and, uh, you know, organizing all of your uh, thoughts and, and kind of giving that away, giving away the, you know, the game plan uh, in the event you're not hired. But uh, I give everything away for free anyway, because to me, it's not the idea, it's the execution. Right. So that's right. always been the case. And that's what I think separates Sabre from a lot of the other companies. I,
0: I think you validate it, though. You know, you validate through giving, giving it all away. And then somebody goes out there and confirms it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, For anybody sure. can hold back, you know. It's the guy who always gives, gives, gives. I mean, that's the person you're going to trust. It is, but
2: you know what? There's also uh, pre-existing relationships and you know things of that nature that you, you, you can't always navigate, and uh, you're you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. But you know, I've always bless you. I've always. <laughs> been of the mindset that, you know, uh, even I, I don't look at anything as a waste of time. Even if I don't win the business, I learned something. Uh, you know, I, I, am going to be better for what, for the energy that I put into it regardless. And, uh, you know, nothing, nothing good in life is free. Right. So you got to work hard and, and, uh, and make it happen, man. Yeah. I think that's something
1: that you're able to, uh, project very easily. Um, just, you know, enjoying your content and it, and and you express things that it helps people understand that, hey, this is important. Uh, this is something that we have got to, you know, get behind. And you do a very, very good job with that. And, and that, I think that needs to be recognized in the sense of like, whether you're in insurance, whether you're in real estate, whether you're in whatever your thing is, it's important to understand that, hey, if you want this to last longer than you, you've got to start now on figuring out how you are
2: going to start, you know, building that up. For sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's always been, when I started out uh, with Sabre, you know, I was I was basically halfway in my career at this point. I was 10 years in the business and uh, now Sabre's about to turn 10 years old. And um, I I really, you know, put a lot of thought into what exactly my ideal, you know, uh, company would look like. And I just reverse engineered that. Right. So um, that it's, I, I like to say that, you know, for me, it's almost like when people say like, dude, I'm so impressed. You know, I passed your sign in this state, right. You know, and we've continued to grow outside of my backyard. And people will call me from, you know, college friends that I haven't spoken to in a long time. Hey, you know, I just saw a saber sign. I'm so happy for your success. Things are going really well. You know, it's funny because sometimes I'm like, you know, like, yeah, duh, like literally like a year in, I'd be like, yeah, duh. Like, of course, man, I'm huge. Like, you know, this business is huge already. And then they would call me and I'd be like, wait a minute, like, I guess the company's not as big as it is in my head you know, and, and they're like experiencing it. They're experiencing it for the first time. They're actually making me realize how not far along I am in the, in the, the grand scheme of, of things. And I'm like, wait a minute, but I thought that I was already there, you know? And the funny part is, you know, that it's, it's almost like I am already there, but time hasn't caught up to it yet. You know what I'm saying? Like in my head, I'm already here. And you know, all I need is the time to pass and I need to continue executing day in and day out And I'll be there eventually, but in my head, I will always fool myself that I was there, and that's the only way that I could get up every single day, day in and day out, relentlessly, like I already took over the world.
0: That's interesting. I like that.
1: Yeah, and and I think a lot of people take that as like, oh, he's got a big ego, or he's he's not, you know, whatever it may be, he's too big for, or he's he's full of himself. But it's really not. It's a sense of like understanding that my plan is to be here. And just because you don't see where I'm at, that's your perspective. My goal's here, so i have to I have
2: to start building it up as if it is already there, um yeah, completely. I think you know, and I agree with you on the ego thing because you know if you don't believe in yourself, you might as well quit now yeah. you know so and and by the way like I've experienced people very close to me, you know talking shit or not believing in in me. You know the way that I believe in myself, type thing. And if you ever let somebody, you know, whether you're close to them or you don't know them from a hole in the wall, get inside your head and actually tell you that you're not as good as you might think you are, you're, you're done, man. Like, you know, especially in a sales-oriented, you know, industry, how are you? How are you going to be successful if you don't think you're you? You have a, a fighting chance of you know every single deal you. Uh, every single account that you pitch, every single deal you work on, if you don't think there's a good chance of actually winning that business or landing that deal, then what's the point of putting all the time and energy into it, right? Yeah. For me, it's, and by the way, it's not, you know, the difference is if I was saying these things and my action wasn't adding up to my ambition yeah, you're an egomaniac, you're a tool bag, you're a loser. And by the way, I see a bunch of people who actually are in that boat. And I believe that they're losers and tool bags. It's It's the people that actually say what they're going to do and do it. I completely respect. I'm like, listen, you know, more power to you. And by the way, guys, you know, when, when I set out to start this company, it was, you know, I don't have a, a golden parachute. This, I, didn't, I don't have the support of somebody You know, that that basically is like, oh, listen, if you fail, it's no big deal. And, you know, here's some more money. And, no, I started from the bottom with nothing. You know, nothing was ever handed to me. And um, and, you know, I I was determined to be successful by working hard, doing the right thing and being patient. So anybody who knows me in business, you could love me or hate me you will never deny the fact that I worked my ass off for every single thing that I have. And if you can't respect that, then you're probably just jealous because you don't have the drive and determination to do that yourself. And that's fine.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's easier to be cocky than to actually back it up, but it makes me think, I mean, the, the confidence, sometimes the overconfidence, I mean, that may be all that you have to hang on. I'll, I'll never forget. We had this guy I was in the army, we called him Jersey. He was from New Jersey. We called him Jersey, no shit. He was he was cocky as shit. But the thought of looking bad, because he had talked it, so he had to back it up. And I remember one time we were doing some PT, and we were pretty much same, same size guys, pretty much same capabilities. And we had done it. We were doing a couple of miles. We were coming back, and we were almost to the finish line, and we were neck and neck. And he wasn't going to finish with me. He was going to finish ahead of me. So he pushed forward. I push forward. He pushes forward. I push forward. By the time we get there, like the last mile, we had just dead sprinted just to try to beat each other. Yeah. And finally, I mean, he beat me by a couple, I mean, just a couple steps.
2: Because he couldn't lose, right? And he
0: goes, he goes. I would have fell ever before I would have let you beat me. He's like, yeah. I would have passed out. It was, th- that was just in his head because he knew if he didn't beat me, yeah. it was going to fuck with his cockiness. Totally. You See
2: that, but that's a different personality than me. Like, I'm not, that's not, not me. I'm not, I'm not the guy who's talking a lot and talking shit. I'm not, you know, I, I, that, the, that's a little bit too much for my, you know, for me. And I'm also all about helping
0: anybody, you know? So, uh, well, I say that because he didn't want me to, he didn't want to win by me tripping or falling or, right. You know he wanted to win fair he and fair. Fight out win. Yeah. He wanted to win legitimately. Yeah, totally. He I, wanted to be better. I, you know? I respect was, that.
2: But, but what yeah, I mean is I, I don't, I'm not true. the guy who's going to just be a, like a cocky asshole because yeah. you know, I don't honestly think I'm better than anybody. I just think I'm willing to work harder than most people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, and my whole thing is, listen, anybody could do what I'm doing. I'm not the smartest person in the world. I, I have, I didn't have a head start, you know, nothing was handed to me. All right. So this isn't rocket science for me. It's, I wake up day in and day out and execute and I have priorities and you know, so on and so forth. Right. And I sacrifice other things in my life to hopefully uh, you know, grow my business and and my personal brand and, and, you know, things of that nature. But it's, dude it's relentless it's like I, I joke with people that it's an illness you know like it's like I can't guys this is my first week of not going into my office during you know this this pandemic and I'm in New York right so you know I'm, I'm going in with a mask and gloves and you know doing what I need to do when technically you know the in a very safe way by the way I tell all my people stay home so I can go into the office so I'm alone in the office yeah. but you know, but that's the thing. It's a mentality. It's not. And and my wife and kids know that, you know, daddy's going to work, right? Like it's so, and by the way, like the majority of the people that I really truly respect in business and own their own businesses, they're doing the same thing I am. And it's not for anybody else guys. It's for, you know, we, we wake up in fear every day of losing it all. Now here's the other nice part. I, I can live really, really comfortably in, in you know something that's not luxurious. I'm cool with that, man. I've been broke living in somebody's garage, legit. So, you know, it it's it, there's no fear for me of going back to living on a cot in somebody's garage. Now, granted, I have a family. I'm not going to put my family in that situation, but at the same time, you know, I'm not fancy, man. You know, I like nice things, but I could take them or leave them, you know? Yeah. So, that's a lot of people who get success are all about their ego and about the car they drive and shit like dude give me like a pickup truck with you know i'm good man i'll rock a pickup truck and you know with, with some rust in the fenders I don't <laughs> really and i'll work my way back up but the point is listen if you put in the work you do the right thing you're patient how can you lose yep how can you lose yep. if you if you chase you know, if you, and by the way, like a lot of young people, I was talking to somebody a couple weeks ago who, you know, is just chasing these, these bullshit snake oil programs, you know, that, that are all over obviously social media. And he's done every, he calls me, you know, Jay, I just needed some guidance. I've done every one of these things. And, you know, now I'm living in, in my family's ranch and I'm, you know, doing what I can to make a little bit, bit of money and so on and so forth. I'm like, listen, I met you three years ago. You were doing great with what you were doing. And the bottom line is like, if you had a plan and you chose a path, and it's funny because I actually said you should look into the insurance business. It's a great business. Uh, you have residual income, unlike my business. I'm only as good as the last deal I made. I, and I, we were talking about that. I said, dude, you know, by the way, he's 24 years old. I didn't start in commercial real estate till I was 25 years old. I'm like, you're ahead of me, man. But here's the difference. You need to choose something Stick to it. Start at the bottom. Work your way up, and nobody can ever take anything away from you. Yeah. But if you're gonna call me every year or so because you tried the get rich quick, you know, scheme that didn't pan out, and now you want to talk about getting a real career, you just lost a year. You know, so yeah. like, put you got to put in the work, man. Like, it, it is what it is. I'm 20 years in my industry. You know, like, yeah. and two the- years in, I was like. You know, didn't know which way was up, but I knew that I was in for the marathon, not the sprint, man. This is a marathon. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people
1: misconstrued the, the idea of, of what a career is, right? Um, mm-hmm. And understanding that, you know, just because you put in the time doesn't mean something's going to happen, right? right. It takes daily disciplines and then it takes consistency with those disciplines to build up actually what you want. 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now. And that that's something that that I've always hung on to in, in in my business is like, look, if we just do a really, really, really good job every single day that we that we come in, whether it's with a client, whether it's with you know, dealing with other people, there's no chance that we lose. Like that's right. It, it's 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 just not there, right? And if we if we do fall off. Guess what happens? We start doing more good work and we start getting back on board. And, and, and that's, that, that's that whole aspect of like owning your own business. You're going to have those ups and downs. And that doesn't just mean income. That just means, you know, mentality wise, you might, you know, you might have a bad day one day and your brain gets a little screwy. Right. And then it's about coming back in the next day and understanding,
2: hey, we're back on board. Um, yeah, man, it, it's aggressive patience, right? Yep. You know, you aggressive every patience. single like day. It's aggressive patience. It's very simple. You need to you need to get up in the morning and and just knock out your routine, right? And and it, by the way, it's not just about your your career. It's about your entire life, man. It's about yeah. your fitness. It's about your mental health. It's about everything. You know, if you're not firing on all cylinders in every bucket of your life, you know, that you're going to, something's going to suffer, right? You yeah. can't be all into, you know, I, I look at things as basically mind, body, business, and relationship. It's relationships. It's four buckets. Everything fits into those four buckets. And when you start looking at things that way, you have to try to keep those buckets as full, Uh, And, you know, equally full as possible. And if you look at it as a table with four legs, right, if one of the buckets is less full, the leg on that side of the table is going to be wobbly. If the leg on a table gets too wobbly, it falls over. You can't, you have to organize things in your life. And it's impossible to have all of those buckets equally full at all times, right? Sometimes you're going to have something going on with your family where you have to spend more time and energy in your family. Sometimes you can have something going on in your business where you have to spend more time and energy in your business. But if you're generally aware of that concept and, and making sure that you're not, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket uh, you, you're going to uh, you're going to be okay. But to your point, Addison, the bottom line is, you know, you have to be willing to put in the work. It's very
0: simple. Yeah. And then back to that, you know, with, you talking about, you know, looking for that career or <clears throat> guys it doesn't mean everybody needs to go up in their own business, especially if you don't know what you want to do, like go to work for somebody that's that you respect or that's respect in your community that you learn from. Normally you work for somebody. It doesn't take long before you can either see if they're full of shit or if they're an honest person, if, if you're going to learn there and if you can soak up every piece of knowledge you can. I mean, I did eight years under a guy before I opened my own agency and it, I would not be in business right now if it wasn't for him. Cause I, all the it, stuff that he taught me, I would, it, I would never it, have made how, it. How can somebody
2: be it? be in business for themselves when they don't even understand the business. It's like, you know, that's why for me, I didn't start my company until t- 10 years in, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's like, you know, eight years, you know, even listen, depending on the business, five years, whatever it is. But if you're like, you know, expecting to be successful and grow, grow a business and you've been in, in that industry for 18 months, like who are you kidding? You know, like you think you're going to, Hey, listen, I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's going to be a bumpy road, you know, from month 19 to month 60, right? Your first five years, you're really just getting your bearings. So you're better off like the, the, the more that you have somebody as a mentor to watch and understand that's, that's successful, you know, the, 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 the more of a uh, chance for success when you start your own thing, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm 16 years coming up on 17 years in insurance and 90% of my growth happened in the past three years.
2: Yep. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. But you got after it every day for, you know, since, since you started and you were, you had aggressive patience. A lot of people wouldn't even be, wouldn't still be in the business.
0: Well, that's what I say sometimes. Luckily I'm just dumb enough to not quit. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? Aren't we all, right? Yeah. Tell By me the way, and another thing is you're never out of the woods, you know? Like hell you man. Have, Listen, some of the most successful and healthy businesses are going to go out of business because of coronavirus. Yeah. Who the hell would have thought that the entire, you know, economy would be shut down as a result of a virus? I mean, come on. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then you just you to plan see people- for yeah and then you're gonna just see some people say it's not worth it anymore I'm done, and they're just gonna give up yeah you know they're just gonna call it what it is they're not gonna want to fight anymore so, yeah. so you know there's
2: i I advise a lot of a lot of companies you know uh big and small uh and you know a lot of the a lot of CEOs, you know beyond just the business and it's um you know it's interesting because companies smart companies also take advantage of opportunity and the reality is every company if you have 5 units or 5000 units you have some that are not performing well so this is like a cloud right saber go cloud right there yeah. this is like a cloud the coronavirus cloud you know is 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 an amazing excuse for decision makers to make tough decisions that they would never have made otherwise. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why, you know, the PPP program is broken. You know, there's no, there is no incentive for a lot of businesses who had a furlough and, and uh, you know, uh, lay off employees. It's there, there's no incentive for them to bring those employees back if their businesses are not back open you know, operating at a decent capacity. It makes no sense. It's, they're going to take the low interest loan, right. From the PPP program. And they're going to hire people back if, and when they need them. So there's so many issues with that stuff, but definitely, yeah, you were going to say,
0: man, I don't know. You got me down that rabbit hole. I'm thinking, I don't know. You were like, like, let
2: me ask you a question.
0: Yeah. It's gone now. You took it from me. It's
2: gone. It's all right. Yeah, man. You start talking about, about, uh,
0: talking about that with the loan program. I agree. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just not, people aren't going to bring people back in to pay them for eight more weeks to turn right back around and shut down.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's the biggest, uh, the biggest challenge I think for a lot of businesses, uh, is going to be, you know, reopening with reduced capacity, Uh, landlords are still expecting tenants to pay their lease rent, right? The rent that's in their lease. How can you be closed for business, government mandated shutdown, closed for business, pay your rent, or get a plus or minus three month deferral, right? And then amortize those three months back onto month four, five, six, you know, just uh, continuing through the end of the year. So now you have the base rent that you can't afford, which is actually higher now because you're actually amortizing the rent that they deferred onto that rent. And you can only open up your restaurant with 13 seats instead of 50. That makes a lot of sense. A lot of restaurants are going to be able to open and and pay their rent. Yeah. And and that's, I think that that's the the PPP
1: loan for essential employees worked well, right? Mm -hmm. Because you had to be open. On the people who have the small businesses that are not allowed to open yet, uh, you know, Georgia's opening up, you know, wider, but it still doesn't change the fact that there's some people that they're not able to have the indoor seating. So your waitresses, your waiters, your your people who work those people are no longer needed. But now you have to keep a full staff.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right.
2: Not but, by the way, not to mention that that if you're uh, collecting unemployment you're getting an additional $600. So a lot of people don't even want to come back to work yeah. until that ends on July 31st. So even if you wanted to hire a lot of people back, they're not coming back because they're getting paid more to sit on their couch and watch Netflix. So yeah. why not take advantage of that, right? Yep.
0: Well, Addison, and you know, what I thought about the other day is with some of the stuff we're seeing with closures, it's, it's it does not seem like a lot, but like businesses that will not reopen. And, um, but you know, it, it didn't hit me till yesterday. Today, that man, we're in Georgia. I mean, we're one of the first states to reopen, and this That's is what right. we're seeing. Imagine, I couldn't even imagine, like how New York notices. City, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like I can't even. New York City I, I can't is so far
2: from opening. You know, think about they have such bigger fish to fry. They got to figure out how to get the subways up and running, the trains, mass transit. Like, how are you going to a city that thrives on being jam packed? I mean, yeah. you know, like. I had uh, a good buddy of mine and a client of mine who owns a restaurant chain in New York city, uh, you know, on my, on digital discussions last week and we were talking about reopening, right? He's like, Jay, what's reopening? If I'm allowed to open at 30% capacity in New York city, that I might as well not reopen. It, It makes no sense. Like my business works because people are hanging out, watching sports together Drinking, having a good time, eating good food, you can't have that with 30% occupancy. Like, if I have to tape my bar and put, like, tape every six feet so I can now have, like, seven people at my entire bar, like, why am I going to open? What's the point? Because the minute that you open, the land- landlords are going to use it against you and be like, well, you're open, so yeah. you-, you need to be paying me full rent. It's, it's a problem.
0: Yeah, you know, I want to be super optimistic that things are going to bounce when everything opens back up. But it, you know, like I said, I mean, if it's not mass, it's all these little sections that are doing it. I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's yeah. I mean,
2: listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a optimist, but I'm also a realist, and I'm, and I'm too, I'm too in the mix to fool myself into uh, thinking that you know that at this point it's just going to be a V bounce right back it's not possible man that you know every week that goes on is months worth of damage for each yeah. week it passes it's months worth worth of damage to to businesses and you know the reality is that again in, in my space in retail real estate you know so many companies have been kicking the can to avoid bankruptcy uh in good in, in a in an amazing economy right so now you have uh, basically a closed economy. And, and you know, those businesses cannot afford to reopen. I mean, the, just look at the department stores. Almost every department store is, is filing. Um, it's going to, it's, we are going to enter a different world in 12 to 18 months. It's just going to be very, very different than it's been. And again, I'm optimistic because I, you know, those businesses that I'm talking about probably are past their expiration anyway and should be out of business this already and have just been you know avoiding it and figuring out creative ways to stay open Mm -hmm. uh, restructuring whatever it is but you know the it's coronavirus was an accelerator of everything that's already been happening so everything that's been happening incrementally over the last decade as a result of the internet and you know technology and everything else that's changing is it's i always say it's like Gasoline and sticks of dynamite were thrown onto that evolution as a result of coronavirus, and uh, it's it's going to be a, a different environment. I mean, but think about how on the on the flip side from a technology adoption standpoint, how you know older generations are now ordering food with Grubhub and Seamless yeah. and Uber Eats, and you know doing their banking, taking pictures of checks and you know, depositing their their checks, that, that wouldn't have happened uh, for another five years, yeah. you know, if, if coronavirus didn't come around and keep everybody in their living rooms. So, yeah, you know, there's, I think there are positive things that are coming out of it. Um, there absolutely are, but it's going to be very interesting because I will say, again, in the retail real estate world, you know, the service uh, industries, the fitness, wellness, restaurant, hospitality industries have been propping up retail real estate as the darling of the sector. And now they're the ones that are hurting the most. So when you have traditional retail suffering as a result of the internet and the Amazon effect, and now you have restaurants and gyms going out of business left and right because they were closed for months and then they open back up and who wants to share a sweaty dumbbell with, you know, somebody else and wear a mask while they're on a treadmill. That's not happening anytime soon. So All of the people that are forced to figure out how to get their workouts in, like myself in New York, where you can't go anywhere, you know, are now like, holy cow, man, I'm able to work out pretty hard with my laptop and Venmo and a Peloton. And, you know, I, I, man, I could just throw my sneakers on and go run around my block and do some burpees. Like all of a sudden you're creating new habits that you never even would have thought about doing if you weren't stuck home, you know? But that those, and by the way, the longer this goes on, the more of those new habits are going to stick. Like if, if we were all back back at it, you know, two, three weeks ago, probably, you know, our old habits would come back pretty quickly. But New York City, I you know, when are, when are the gyms going to be open in New York City? I don't know. And I would imagine a lot of people ordered their Peloton and figured out how to work out on their laptop and also figured out that, wow, man, this is a lot cheaper than all of my yeah. gym memberships,
1: you know? <clears throat> And that, you know, <clears throat> going into it, it's almost like natural selection for business. You know, the people who were about to kind of survive, you just cut that out, right? Now you're, you're not surviving. Yeah. The people who were already kind of preparing for these things, being a little bit more social, you know, having their, you know, like you said, going through their phone, doing the checks over, over the app, you know, there's so many things that, that you put into play you know maybe a year ago and then nobody else did you're now at the top of your game right and it's ta- it goes back into being future proof um completely the addition to that is i bought peloton stock their earnings came out they were up like 94% above where they were expected like just ridiculous yeah um and so that 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 gives you a direct understanding of saying hey the people who were you know, going to the gyms that we're doing those things, they're probably going to be stuck in the new habits, just like you yeah, said. Yeah, that's right. That that's a weird, that's a weird thing. Like you will have those people yeah. who will be stick, you know, stuck at the gym, but um, it's it's a
2: it's a different mentality now. It is, and you know, you also have to realize that you know, again, just talking specifically about working out or going out to restaurants the social component of that is why you really enjoy it, right? Like you're yeah. going to a boutique fitness, you're going to Orange Theory because of the energy in the room when you have 35 people shifting from a treadmill to a bench and blah, 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 blah. Now you have two treadmills empty to the next treadmill and you got to like avoid people when you're transitioning and wipe your everything down multiple times and maybe some plexiglass between the treadmills. or something. I mean, it's like... Really, is that they're going to be the same experience? Am I going to yeah. pay a premium, hundred and you know fifty dollars a month to go to a, a petri dish? I don't know. I mean, that's that's the the biggest question. And by the way, guys, it's all about the bridge to the vaccination, or you know, obviously treatment, right? That's what it is. So, where are we? Is it an eighteen-month process? Is it a twenty-four-month process? Um, and you guys. You know obviously are in a different part of the country than than I am and uh and you're going to normalize a lot sooner, so you'll probably go back to you know a, a new normal that will be more normal you know a lot quicker than other hot spots in the country like New York City, where it's unavoidable. I have an office in New York City, right I don't want to go into New York City anytime soon, so yeah. now you know i'm I'm staying in my suburban office and I It's like, again, like, you know, I'm literally thinking about, should I get a different car since I'm going to be in my car more now than as opposed to going, you know, hopping on the train every day and being – everything's changing. Do I need as much office space? Do I need three offices? You know, do I – so, and any CEO is making those same – that's running through their mind right now. Oh my God. Zoom meetings are so much more effective and I didn't have to leave my bedroom and I got to see everybody in, in my three offices that are all in different States. I haven't spoken to half those people in three weeks or, you know, till I see them at the next holiday event, you know? So it's, it's going to change. We're all discovering a lot, you know, and a lot of those discoveries are going to stick. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you what's going to happen. I mean, the, the future of everything is basically people are going to be leaving cities in droves, going to other cool areas that have less population density than New York City or L.A. or Chicago or Boston, whatever it is. And it's going to prop up the Nashvilles, the Jacksonvilles, the, uh, you know, Charlotte, Denver, I mean these are cool places to live with better tax you know options for everybody uh you know just lifestyle in general i mean you know weather so it I think it's gonna it's gonna be a major major change uh moving forward and again, those things were happening already incrementally, yeah but it wasn't you know it wasn't like people in droves saying, why am I living in a shoebox in New York city for $7,000 a month in rent? When I can go buy a mansion somewhere on an acre and a half and, you know, get on my zoom call and be in New York city whenever
0: I feel like it. Yeah. I mean, nationwide, I mean, fortune 100 companies. So nationwide insurance, one of my main carriers I work with, I mean, they've announced that the, um, everybody working remote has went so well that I, I can't remember the exact number, but it's close to 90% of nationwide's workforce is not going back to the office.
2: Yeah. Same with American express. I, I've heard Facebook, um, you know, lots of companies, big, big companies that, that if you have the productivity, right yeah you know then what's the point think of the cost savings just yeah and and
0: the other thing I'll say to this really quick yeah there's a lot going on but if you're listening to this and your business is not hurting you're actually seeing gains don't feel guilty about that you should not feel guilty about that and I've seen people ask them how business is and they're hesitant to say it because they feel bad don't feel bad some people are going to suffer but if somebody can win as long as you're not Taking advantage of something, you know, but you're providing a service and you're helping people. Don't feel guilty about that. Somebody needs to win. Shit, I want to see people win. So you know, as long st- as
2: you're not hoarding uh, Purell and, and yeah. Rock's yeah, and uh, yeah. trying to to price you can, gouge.
0: Yeah, you can sit on and spend if that's you, right? Exactly. So, uh <laughs> The other thing is, a lot of people are not spending less money. Mm-mm. I've transitioned from what I was spending outside so, my household.
2: I would
0: well, debate that. I, well, I will tell you. I'll, I'll tell you okay, what, I'm
2: spending less money.
0: I'm spending it differently. Me too. So I'm at home a lot more. So yeah. now I'm remodeling a sunroom. Yeah. I'm spending this for the house, that for the house, because we're enjoying our, our home more, yeah. and our, and our yard more, that kind of stuff. So, you know, also be keen to that. If you're in an industry that caters to the things seeing influxes, you know, people might be spending more at home right? More gym equipment, right? At the house. For
2: sure. Listen, I th- think, I think that this is the ultimate wake up call and opportunity for people to pivot, right? Because at the end of the day, there's a, there's a, you could be hanging on to a dream. You could also be chasing a rainbow and thinking that what you're doing is, is going to thrive in the future. And maybe it's not right. Maybe you're in, in an industry or you know, you have a business that uh, is not necessarily going to be what you think it is. You know what I mean? I think you have to be self-aware and I think you have to really, you know, this is not a pause. This is a reset, right? So a lot of, there's there's going to be a new way of doing things, regardless of what you're in. In some cases, you're going to be on the, you know, the bad side of that. In other cases, to your point, we're going to be on the good side of that and uh, and that's awesome. But you need to really spend this time thinking about the future and what it's going to look like. And if you're spending your energy in the right place, that that's just my opinion, because you know what, like you could, there are, there is going to be a tremendous amount of opportunity on the other side of this tremendous yes. amount of opportunity. Yep. And, and something that
1: we've found is um, one of the biggest things that, that I guess that, that we had as far as like buyers and sellers was buyers had to come into the office to drop off earnest money checks, right? It was, it was, there was no easy way for that to happen other than coming into the office. Um, and now we've, we've implemented this, this company, it's called uh, earnest.com. And I, um, yeah, so basically what it is, is just, it's like cash app for earnest money. It's exactly what it is. And it's, yeah. it is that quick and bam, we have the earnest money and you've never came into the office and it, it is so quick and so efficient. Just little things like that, that, that company is going to make so much money now that people are going to start implementing them because they have to. Of course.
2: Yeah,
1: DocuSign, you know, another yeah, great company. Yeah. Massively. You know? yeah. um, and that, that's, that's just some of the things that, that like people who, if they're smart and they're moving quick enough, like earnest.com, uh, I don't see how you lose. You know, as long as you pivot correctly. Um, and then on the other end of it, we, we saw a massive, as soon as this thing hit and everybody was like, you know, what's going on? We saw a massive drop off of like current sales that we had uh, on the board. And then over the past two weeks, it, all those people that stopped looking for that month, they hit us again. And then even some of the people that, that during that time, cause we were still showing houses. Um, and so I was like, look, if, if your agent's not showing you a house, I can promise you I will. Right. Yeah. It, it was just those little things. Um, and we picked up some new clients off of that, but it, it just over the past two weeks, man, it, we've put so many in a contract that it's just, it, it's surprising that the, the, I guess the, the U shape that, that actually happened, but yeah. how, long, how long it stays.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, a, you know, money's cheap, right? Yep. Too. So, you know, people are going to want to take advantage of that. And, and to your point, people are spending more time at home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of movement, I think uh, in the housing market. And I think it'll, you know, assuming that people won't have too much of a hard time getting mortgages, you know, I've heard, I've heard the banks are obviously tightening up. Money's cheap, but you gotta be able to get it. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: And 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 that's some of the things and some of the good um, or better lenders have lowered or worked directly with the creditors or, or the actual loan. Um, what am I trying to say? Basically they have lowered their credit score, even mm-hmm. though FHA or or conventional raised their credit score. Right. So they're, they're saying, look, we'll give you the loan for the 600 when if you go to any other big box, you know, lender, you're looking at a 640. And so that, yeah. that that's kind of helped us stay Even for the most part. So, like you said, money's
0: cheap, but you just got to be able to afford it. Yep, for sure. And and here's, you know, one last thing I'll add is that, like, for me and insurance with a lot of what the carriers, a lot of the carriers have suspended payments for clients, you know, kind of like you were talking about with rent. Hey, don't pay us these two months, but when you come back, you're going to pay your normal payment plus you know, anything that's added on top of it. And we're seeing that in insurance right now. Well, in August, that other shoe's going to drop. Yeah. So we're going to take a hit on that. I guess the thing I know that's coming, and there's only so much I can do to prepare for that. But the main thing I'm trying to prepare for, and I want to encourage everyone else to look at, is what can I learn about my business even more during that time? Like I know something's going to happen. What's some key factors I need to be tracking and see how it how it how it hits my company? I mean, because even if you're doing well or not well. During this time, there's going to be something that comes down the road that's going to try to eat your lunch. You know, mm-hmm. something that's going to kick you in the balls. So, how can you better learn your company to always prepare and, and and be more ready? Understand what drives it. You know, those kind of things. So it just gives you more ammunition for the future. Yeah, I think and that's would, what I'm spending my time on. Because I mean, I can only save so much money between now and August, yeah. right? Like there's.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you also have to. Uh, you know, there, there's. I think that, you know, in, in, in the commercial real estate space, there's going to be a flight to quality, right? Where, where companies that couldn't afford the best real estate can now afford it, right? So so the ones that are, uh, are strategic and smart will be able to upgrade. The same way with people, by the way. You know, I, I'm talking to so many people that are coming to me, say, Jay, love what you're doing at Sabre. Want to talk to you about coming on board, you know, so on and so forth. Folks that I wouldn't have been sophisticated, ve- experienced folks that, you know, I've looked up to in the industry uh, coming to me, looking to either close up shop and join us um, or, you know, uh, just, just figure out if there's a way for us to collaborate, you know, very, very interesting conversation. So you have to, you have to, you know, keep some, some dry powder, you know, to make decisions like that that can really, benefit your business in the future. But you also have to, you know, there's a fine line. You got to, you got to make sure that you're doing extremely conservative projections, you know, hoping for the best, but preparing for the worst is the best way out of this thing.
0: Yeah. I agree. Solid advice.
1: Yeah, man. All right. Well, Jason, I do appreciate you coming on, man. It's, it's always a good time talking to you. Um, always,
2: man. Thanks for the invite. I, I love you guys. Uh, what you guys do, and I'm happy to see you're doing well. So thank you very much for uh, for the opportunity.
0: Hey, share yeah. your Instagram because they need to be following you on Instagram. We were talking about just different industry. Yeah, he's got some sexy real estate up in New York. But if you're always, if you're like me, you go shit. I, I'm just fucking insurance agent. What a, like nobody cares about <laughs> fall man. like Jason sets a really good example of how you make shit interesting. he's he's an artist at it so like pull really good cues from that check out his stuff plus i'm all about i love some i get rid of bullshit on my feed i like people who motivate me and inspire me constantly has like super deep thoughts on his quotes and stuff always helps me think a little deeper i appreciate that about you and uh you guys need to be checking that shit out it's good stuff
2: yeah man i'm I, you know what i think I think you can learn uh take bits and pieces of what I do because I just study what other people do that are really good at it and do it myself basically right adapt uh their what they're doing that works to myself so I think you'll you'll be able to learn a little bit that way and and um you know do what I do, so to speak, and it'll help you grow your personal brand as well as your business as a result of it. So my name, Jason with a Y, J-A-Y-S-O-N-S-I-A-N-O on uh, basically every every platform and Sabre Real Estate, S-A-B-R-E Real Estate uh, on every platform and, and YouTube. That's where all of our uh, vlog uh, videos are, but you can get there through my Instagram and whatnot. So Appreciate you guys very much, man. Keep up the good work. We'll do, bro. And we'll
1: also plug all that in the description. So if you just see it, click it, and you'll be right on his page. All right, folks, we are out. Peace.